Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh. <laughs> Welcome Great. to a very special Halloween episode that does not belong to any particular sure. of these podcasts. It just exists. Welcome to the Hot for Content Halloween Spectacular. <laughs> Spooktacular. Yes. Spooktacular. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now the real power move is uh, is getting Jess in via Zoom right now. We should have done that, but she probably hasn't seen this movie in many ever. Representative of Pot for Justice. So there it is. I'll make sure that it ends up on that show too. <laughs> there we go. Yay! So. All right. Happy so. Halloween. Yes. Boys and ghouls and non-binary hobgoblins. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to be, man. You do you. You go out there and you spook who you want to spook. Yeah. Yeah. There's no. There's no rules. Fear is fear. Just don't be an ass. That's right. <laughs> Remember what Billy Butcher says? Don't be a cunt. <laughs> it's true. Systems are racist. Don't be a bigot. Ooh. Um, so yes, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about Halloween. In general. Both the original 1978 John Carpenter fucking Stone Cold classic. Yep. And the franchise at large. Mm -hmm. Yep. With the far better acting. All the death scenes are way worse <laughs> because they actually are acting. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing with the old one is you watch that and. Man, you can tell the difference. Anyways. The original Halloween is one of the best movies ever made, so oh, it yes. does not speak for me. <laughs> yeah, when we were talking about recording this episode, uh, you were like, I can't wait to talk about how it's my favorite movie ever and for you to shit on it. And I was like, I'm actually not going to shit on it. It's not my favorite movie ever. It's one oh, of sorry. my favorite movies. Sorry, but you were like fully prepared for Zach and I to shit on it. I, was, I love Halloween. Which we're not going to do. So, who hates Halloween? So I'm, I'm, really I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure they're like people who are like, oh, it's boring. No, it's great. Yeah. It introduces like everything that we view as a modern There are film. like Rob Zombies out there. Ugh. We don't talk about Rob Zombies. So let's get into it. And we'll talk about the, the original, the OG. Uh, 1978. You got uh, John Carpenter almost fresh out of film school. I think he's in his like late 20s, maybe he's 30. I think he had like fifty dollars for this movie. He made a he made a movie called Dark Star that was like his grad school mm -hmm. project that actually got released theatrically. It's like a weird sci-fi comedy almost. Um, and then he made Assault on Precinct Thirteen, which is a, a dope little movie about uh, cops locked in a like police headquarters building trying to fend off a gang that's after their like leader who's in custody. Hmm. That's fun. And it's like it's one of those movies like you'll see filmmakers that are almost fully formed right out the gate. And it's like a John Carpenter movie right away. Like he does the score. Oh yeah. The villains are these like faceless. Yep. John Carpenter has a style. Yes. I could close my eyes, just listen to the opening of a movie and know it's John Carpenter. And when it and when it fucks, it fucks. Like John Carpenter is one of these guys that had like this like flawless, like five or six years mm -hmm. where he's like got Halloween. He's got thing. the thing. He's got thing. Escape from New York. Oh, those three alone. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine just like. His big dick energy, he walks in, he's like, I did these three great movies. Yeah. They're timeless. And, like, The Fog is not a perfect movie, but I think it's fun. Uh, I fucking love Big Trouble in Little China. Classic. Which is a John Carpenter fucking classic. He was just coming up and, like, knocking shit out. Yeah. And he had, like, a, he had like a problematic 90s. <laughs> and, uh, Didn't a lot of people. His very last movie, The Ward, that came out in, like, the mid-aughts, is actually, I think, pretty good. Is it? I've yeah. not. And even, I, like, his, his less-known, less-successful movies, like uh, In the Mouth of Madness and mm -hmm. Prince of Darkness are movies that I think are pretty fun, pretty, fun, pretty cool. 
I, John Carpenter just lives in the 80s for me. I, I, did, I think John Carpenter, 80s and literally 90s, it's like non-existent to me. Yeah. Well, you've got like memoirs of an invisible man and like shit that's like not not great. Yeah. Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very interesting filmmaker to me. Yeah. But like when he's when he's on like full blast, he fucking slaps, oh, dude. And he did he did an interview at one point where he talked about how they offered Batman to him in the eighties, and like for a few weeks, oh, I was fucking obsessed with like John Carpenter Batman. Oh my god! <laughs> I think that was just for a few weeks though. <laughs> oh, what happened? Well, I just like moved on to other unhealthy obsessions. It would have been Kurt. But just the way like he, he would like Kurt Russell. Like, well, yes, and also <laughs> like Batman would have been like Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, okay, so oh. let's get back to Halloween. Uh, but I fucking love John Carpenter, which is <laughs> good. good. I finally, yeah. someone finally made him happy. <laughs> I need a cigarette to lie down now. <laughs> um, so uh, this producer Erwin Yablons basically had the idea, like horror was sort of coming into its own in the mid to late seventies, it's taking a shift. Uh, you had like Hitchcock made psycho in 1960, which arguably started slash movies. As we yeah. Know. It's basically like, if you look at the, like, you know, you've got maybe the, like the two rock bands mm-hmm. that like one went one way and you had like metal and one went the other way and you had punk sort of shaping that in the, yeah. in the late sixties. Um, horror or psycho is very much this movie that sort of like, took us uh, the same year a movie called peeping tom came out that's mm-hmm. also a very like proto slasher uh you had like texas chainsaw massacre and you had uh, black christmas yep which are very like proto slashers and then halloween sort of comes comes from this producer going like oh, i want to make a movie about like the urban legend of babysitter murders oh, okay and it was going to be called the babysitter murders terrible title yeah <laughs> And he went to John Carpenter because he had seen, I think, Assault on Precinct, or his daughter had maybe seen Assault on Precinct 13 or oh. something like that. And it's Being like, here's classic. this like guy who's like fresh out of film school. He's ready to like make it happen. He'll work for cheap. He'll work on a budget. Um, here's $50 and a hug. And they gave it to John Carpenter and I think his girlfriend and producer at the time, Deborah Hill. Oh, interesting. And they wrote it together and they're like, well, th- there's never been a movie called Halloween what if we set it on Halloween and call it Halloween? That's so good. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, so fucking simple that you're like, fuck that. <laughs> no, like, literally. <laughs> the way, like, people stumble into the best ideas, like, sometimes really pisses me off. Um, just think, like, that's actually annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Literally changes the term Halloween to some people, too. Yeah. And that's what's so cool about if you watch Halloween removed from everything you may or may not know about the franchise as a whole. It's, like, a really simple story about, like, a maniac who escapes from an asylum and kills babysitters. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. But John Carpenter brings all this fucking fascinating... Like, if you look at his other filmography, especially around that period of time, in the, like, going into the 80s, he's obsessed with, like, evil existing as, like, this kind of totemic, no history, no objective. It's just this... It just exists. Yeah just this like weird thing it's just existing like driven by like one force which i guess is to kill yeah. babysitters and that's what's so fucking fascinating about michael myers is yeah. like he is on the one hand very human and there's a very interesting psychology that kind of presents itself through subtext mm-hmm. 
Like, if you watch the movie, the movie opens with young Michael Myers killing his sister. Yes, all shot from a hand camera in first person. Yeah, yeah like a very fucking cool uh, uh-huh. novel thing at the time, this, like, oh, yeah. steady cam shot from his POV going up mm-hmm. through the, into the house, putting the mask on. Yeah. And it was, like I said, literally cheap. It was, like, a hand camera. You yeah. Know it was, like, 100 bucks. Well, I think the steady cam was, like, brand new at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, brand, brand new. So, like, it's basically a camera that you, like, strap on your body. Yeah. And it, like, minimizes kind of bounce. Yeah, it goes with your body instead of your hands. Yeah, exactly. You know, everything Cloverfield <laughs> should have used. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't throw up three times. Let's not talk about Cloverfield. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about good movies. And it's him, like, he's going upstairs, he grabs this knife, and he fucking murders his sister after yes. she had sex with her boyfriend for about 45 seconds. That's right. Her and they go upstairs, he comes downstairs. The most perky boobs I've ever seen yeah, in my entire life. Yeah, she's got great tits. <laughs> and she gets ketchup all over them. It's... Yeah. But it's also introducing this idea that he's, like, activated by sexuality. Yes. Uh, he doesn't know how to deal with it. He also dissociates. He looks away while he's killing her. He, like, looks up at the knife. Mm-hmm. And he has to be wearing a mask. Yeah. To kill somebody. It's stuff that, like, Rob Zombie will run with when he does his he remake. Runs with it hard. Down the line. But it's also, like, what I find uninteresting about the Rob Zombie movie. But we'll take about that one. Talk about that when we get to it. Yeah. But basically, sure. you've got this six-year-old kid who, as far as we know, has lived a perfectly normal life up to that point and has never done anything wrong and then just mm-hmm. one day kills his sister, stops speaking. <laughs> yeah. Becomes mute. Yeah. And just, like, goes into, like, he just shuts down. He just, like, goes into a trance. His doctor, the Van Helsing of our story, Dr. Loomis, <laughs> oh, Dr. talks Loomis. about how he's just been sitting there for, like, 15 years, staring at a wall, looking past the wall, looking at this night. <laughs> he's great. Dr. Loomis is great. He's too. fantastic. Um, and uh, Donald Pleasance had a very interesting career. He was, like, yes, the Bond did. villain Blofeld. That's right. Which is pretty big to go from... <laughs> freaking halloween to yeah a bond villain well he's somebody who talked about like john carpenter kind of calling him and being like i'd like you for this role and his daughter had also seen assault on precinct 13 and she was all about like the music she was like oh john carpenter's fucking rad he did the score the score for this movie it's oh, really cool the score for all of his movies like you should do it and, and he's like sure what the fuck imagine and like it's just this like professional actor surrounded by all these kids are like hey making a movie yeah we're doing it <laughs> yeah this is an internship. Mm-hmm. Whoa, man. What an internship. Anyways. And then, uh, as far as the cast goes, you got Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. Uh, daughter like of Janet Lee and Tony Curtis. They all she was like, 19 at the time. They all look they like all they're in their 30s. And people, I think, age, just age differently. I guess. Yeah, because that was our biggest like, joke the whole time. So like, we were watching this on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, peek behind the curtain. This is a Sunday afternoon that we're recording this. Mm-hmm. So Friday evening, we had a triple feature. Yeah. <laughs> One. One in the morning. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the whole time during this mo- first movie, we were like, why is everybody almost 40? Like, they all have a 401k. They're all wor- worried about their mortga- mortgages. Like, what is going on? But they were all actual teenagers? Like, they were like were they all actual teenagers? Or uh, they were all at least in their 20s. Yeah, because we were all convinced they were in their mid-30s. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis was 19. Yeah, wow. Um, yep. So, yeah, daughter, Janet Lee and Tony Curtis, huge movie stars. Really interesting uh, lineage because Janet Lee was in Psycho. Oh, that's right. She dies in the shower in Psycho. Yeah, that's like one of the most famous scenes in Psycho. Psycho, you think of that shower scene. Yes. I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. And that's then she'll come fine. back and be in the uh, Halloween series later. She's in Halloween H2O. Ugh. 
That's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Man. <clears throat> yeah, we don't talk about any more Halloweens. <laughs> <laughs> Past three. But uh, let, let me give someone else a chance to talk. <laughs> Jamie, do you have anything to say about Halloween? Um, so I do quite like this movie. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't think I've seen it enough times nor like know enough about it to be like confidently, oh, it's definitely one of my absolute favorite movies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's for, I would reserve, you know, stuff like, like Juno is one of my top five, like absolute ever favorite movies. That's so is, interesting. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's one of my just favorite movies of all time. Um, I would say this definitely is, like, probably top ten. Um, but, like, I don't have, like, a actual, like, slot for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, this this one in Halloween 3, which we'll talk about <laughs> in a little bit. Yeah. Our movies, I watched a lot growing up. Halloween 3, we watched every year as a family. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but, like, my family, like, my parents just love that film. Um, so I'll have more to say about Halloween. that, I think. <laughs> But um, I do quite enjoy this movie. We, we watch it almost for almost every year that we dated, I think. Probably. Yeah. Um, so every year for the better part of the last seven, eight years. I love Halloween 3. Um, no, it brings me, like, weird joy. I don't know. Like, I, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so this movie yeah. we've seen also almost every year yeah. since we started dating. I uh, watch this movie every year as well. <laughs> Multiple times? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'll watch it every Halloween, but also just sometimes at a random time of the year, I'll be like, Feeling watch- it? Oh, yeah, I want to watch Halloween. No, that's absolutely fine. Um, I didn't know necessarily all of the, like, history and all of like, mm-hmm. that behind it. So that's really cool to me. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I don't have anything, like, really, like, groundbreaking to say about this movie. Let me just <laughs> be the first one to say it. Uh-huh. Um, but, it, like I said, it's just, it's a movie that's always brought me a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. Like, just... I don't know. Just very nostalgic for me. Yeah. Where does Michael Myers sit on, like, your pantheon of horror characters? It's <laughs> a very important question. You know, it's one of those things where, like, as a woman who, as a teenager, babysat, mm-hmm. the idea mm. of that was was horrific to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would say, on a real level, he ranks pretty high for, like, realistic murder yeah. situations for me. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm like, you know, if I was going to get murdered, this is probably what would happen. Mm-hmm. Someone would break into my house and, like, stab me with a knife. Right. Like, <laughs> and probably cause me some, like, psychological bullshit. <laughs> like, I'll go, I'll go last on this. Zach, what about you, as far as Michael's place in your horror pantheon? <laughs> I feel like he's probably, like, the most fun mm-hmm. in the fact that he just has, he doesn't show emotion. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of this. Yeah. He, yeah, he's almost like a tank, right? Yeah. Uh, well, that's what's so cool about, like, that mask they put him into. It's just this, yeah. like, neutral white yeah. man's face. And, like, kind of piggybacking off of that, too. Like, that's what makes him almost scarier. Mm-hmm. It's like... Because you, like, project onto him yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, like, as someone who... I, I've talked about this on podcasts and stuff before, but, like, has dealt with sleep paralysis and, like, mm. night terrors and shit. Yeah. That's, like, my sleep paralysis demon. Like, like, kind of like a faceless figure. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, like, a nondescript situation. Yeah. So... Yeah, and it builds into that, like, just faceless, identityless form of evil that John Carpenter yeah. sort of fucking digs. Um, for me, I think everybody who's talked to me knows that I got love for Freddy. Mm-hmm. But Michael's my dude, specifically because of this movie. Mm -hmm. I just, like, I love um, the way Nick Castle, who's, like, wearing the mask most of the time, 
moves. I love the weird little things, like when he pins Homeboy up against the wall with a knife and he's just sort of like tilts his head looking at him. Yeah. And I love immediately after that the way he puts the sheet over him and the dude's glasses on and walks into the room to like fuck with her. Yeah, especially in this one, he's got like a whole yeah. deal. He like goes and he digs his fucking sister up. Yeah. Yeah. A it's a whole lot. Um, and I love. There's a whole. I took a a, a women in horror movie class when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't appreciate it enough at the time, but the professor w- went into this whole thing about how Michael represents Laurie's fear of sex. Because in the movie, like, her friends make fun of her because she's, like, all she's all about school. She's a prude. She's yeah. a virgin. She's afraid to talk to boys. And, like, Michael is this faceless man who's always killing women. He's uh, always penetrating. Yeah. He only uses the knife. Like, it's really fucked. I, but the movie doesn't, like, dwell on it. It's just there. It's just it's in, the, in the subtext. I've never thought about that. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it, like, melds kind of with this idea. Yeah. Well, that's like the thing that builds into builds into his psychology is he's like activated by sex almost. Yeah, killed his sister Yes, exactly, and it's not something that like John Car- John Carpenter is doing interesting things with, and then the people who would make the imitations afterwards would just like boil it down to a formula. Yes. I like, it's interesting too because usually there's like a whole thing about like killing virgins too. So like that's also virgin always lives. Yeah, the virgin is the well, the right. survivor, um, and that's like from this movie. But it's not something this movie was doing on purpose. It was it's just, just like yeah, lifted. exactly, which was like fucking fascinating. But also just like yeah, Michael is this shape. Yeah. In the script of the in the script of this movie, he's referred to as the shape. Yeah, that that makes sense. sense. He's just like the form of a man, but it's not a human being walking around. It is just death. He's like a fucking shark. Yeah. That's what makes him so like different. He does it so smoothly. Like where mm-hmm. Freddy does it with humor, um, which is his own fucking Eventually, thing. yeah. Eventually. <laughs> well, even the first one, he like extends the arms down the entire like yeah. alleyway. He, he cuts his fingers off. Yeah. yeah. So he, he like he he makes humor and makes it really fucked up. Yeah. Um, It'll reach its apex at number three when he turns into a television and says, "Welcome to prime time, bitch!" and shoves a girl's TV into the t- her head into the TV. Yep. I love uh, Freddy. <laughs> and then Jason's just kind of a thing. Yeah, Jason is like a... He's like the Michael Myers ripoff. He's, yes. He's a non... He's like a brute. Mm-hmm. Like he... He is the tank, yeah, yeah, for sure. He like walks through walls, he bursts... Like he, mm-hmm. he goes the extra, like, step. Really goes that extra mile. He does. Yeah, he's really... So, I... He's a tryhard. <laughs> he kind of is, but like he's the most famous, like... I think that, like, it's interesting with Jason. He's the, like, slasher that people who are not into horror movies recognize the most. I mean, it's a pretty he's... salt look. It's yeah. The leather jacket, hockey mask. Yeah, that so, hockey mask is a great, uh... That's literally the thing that makes it. Yeah. Um, I think me, because Michael Myers is so, like, just blank that it's... You don't... Yeah. It blends in, like, you said, the shape. Well, and also, like, in sequels, they would make My- Michael so much less interesting. Yeah. And they would make that mask look so fucking stupid. Yeah. The mask never looked great again until the most recent movie. Yeah, it actually looks like the aged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it looked right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I don't know. And then I um, and then we just saw Scream again, Mm. and I have a new appreciation for Ghostface, Mm -hmm. even though it was like two people. Yeah. Um, 
but it's... You know the fascinating thing about that is that mask was just a commercially available Halloween mask. Yeah. Like, before Scream came out, I have the benefit of, like, remembering a 90s before Scream. Um, if you went to the grocery store and they had their Halloween aisle, that was just, like, one of those masks. And they just bought it. Yeah, they were like, we're just going to use this. And it's fucking genius. Yeah. It's, it's along the same idea of the Michael Myers. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's sometimes just the most simple thing. Yeah. The best. And the Michael Myers mask, we should point out, even though it's, like, a famous piece of trivia at this point, was a William Shatner mask. Yep. That they spray-painted white, pulled the sideburns off of, yeah. kind of fucked with the hair. Just made him look. Do we know if he's ever said anything about this? I think he has, but, but I, I was don't just know. Wondering, if, if, he's kind of a famous like asshole, so who cares? Yeah, he's, he's kind of a dick. It's, a, it's very unfortunate. Yeah. Michael's done more with his face than he ever did. It's kind of true, actually. Fucking <laughs> 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 Yeah, and Scream's fun because that killer is very, he's like a fan, right? Yeah. Like a, he literally knows all the movie stuff. He makes jokes about it. It's, it's all just a scary yeah. movie. Scream is this very like self-aware it's horror nice movie. There was originally titled Scary Movie, which is very interesting. Oh, that's that wild. is interesting. That's cool. Uh, that's that's fun. It's like it's a self-entitled like fan art to scary movies that save scary movies. Yeah, the horror movie genre was in the fucking ghetto yeah. in the mid '90s. Uh, Scream came out the same year as like Halloween Six. W- with Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd's big break. Price. And he hasn't aged since. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So yeah, I think like it's between like Michael Myers and Ghostface. Mm. But like Ghostface isn't one character. No, it's two. It's That's two, like, and it's two different people every movie. <laughs> we don't talk about the other. Ones. It's just three. That's the only one. For me. Yeah. The other ones do not exist. Yeah. And it is two people, but I just lo- like it's two people, but it's one they create. It's one entity. It's yeah. One character, like basically, so the character. Yeah. Of Ghostface is always, I don't know, fun. But yeah, it's probably Michael. Yeah. He's just a classic. Yeah, I love. I fucking love Michael Myers. I love everything about his being in this movie. Unfortunately, after this movie came out. It, it's the movie that launched a thousand fucking imitators. You had Friday the 13th. You had, like, April Fool's Day. You had Happy Birthday to Me. Like, all that shit. Um, if you can think of a holiday. It's out there now. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, like, even, like, the, like, we just even mentioned the older Halloweens. They almost feel like spoofs of Halloween. Well, that's the... You, when you get to Halloween 2, it has the misfortune of being... I think like 1981, so it was like three years after this movie. Yeah. This movie was one of those like slow burn, massive hits. Like it came out, and there wasn't like wide wide release at the time. Yeah. Um. So it would like go from town to town, building up, building momentum. Oh, that's. And like when it first came out, it got like middling reviews. Or like it's like it's not that scary. It's kind of boring. It's like nothing happens until the end, because nobody appreciates fucking art. Yeah, no one appreciates the build-up to the actual climax. The tone and the suspense of this movie is, like, why I love it so much. Yeah. It's got a, like, a hanging feeling of dread the entire fucking time. Yeah. It's a never, it never feels smooth. Like, yeah. And, like, you never feel good. John Carpenter has so much tone control, and he has so much control of the pace of this movie. Yeah. Like, it, it builds up to, like, the... We were you make a joke. I'm like, yeah, it's 45 minutes in and no one's died. And Kim's like, oh my god, you're right. And she mm. didn't even notice it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the sister believe, died. Well, well besides yeah. that. And she'd leave, I think, like 15 or 20 minutes before it ended. Yeah. And so she missed, like, the good part. <laughs> but she, <laughs> like, she missed the, like, you know, for someone who, at yeah. this point, had been waiting for someone to die. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> she still like, appreciated the ride. She was right. so tense. Yeah. No, my favorite fucking scene in this movie is when they're driving up to the sanitarium. Mm-hmm. And the, the nurse is like, do you usually let them walk around like this? And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh... And then the way he like jumps up on the car. Yep. And you never see his face. Um in high def, when he smashes the window with the palm of his hand, you can see a wrench taped Uh-oh. to the palm of his I hand. Because they couldn't great. afford, like, breakaway right. glass or anything like that. So they're like, here, put this wrench on your hand and smash the window. <laughs> because we did make fun of that. Because we're like, it's just like, it's just like a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do what you gotta do, man. Like I said, yeah. I'll have to go back and see if I can find that now. Mm-hmm. I made this movie for $40. Yeah. Super low every, budge. I like how every time, like, the amount gets smaller. <laughs> it just gets more accurate. <laughs> But it's like, it's one of those things where you can see him taking uh, obstacles, taking the low budget, and making it work for the movie instead of working against the movie. It creates its own Because you'll see John Carpenter movies where he has a budget, and it is not great. He didn't do L.A., did he? Yes, he did! Oh, Escape from L.A., that's the first example you go look at. People love Escape from L.A. There's like a subsect of people that love Escape from L.A. I think it's really not fun. No. I like bits of it. I love that Bruce Campbell's in it. Yep. It's, it, yeah, because the, the first Escape from New York has that Halloween vibe. Where it's yeah. Mm-hmm. And Snake Plissken fucking slaps. Yeah. I love Snake Plissken. It's got, like, this weird low-budget charm. Mm-hmm. Like, it helps set the tone of the movie, because the movie itself is set in, like, a shitty area. So it's just this yeah. grimy feel all around. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, me too. I love Escape from New York. <laughs> It's great. That's the movie that shows you how cool his Batman movie would have been. That's what, immediately what I thought of when I said he'd get Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell would just be doing like a different Plissken. If you merge Halloween and Escape from New York, you have John Carpenter's Batman, and it fucks. I just combined the two. Except he'd be on like roofs, which would be even cooler. Yeah. So you got um, a few years pass. All the imitators come, and Halloween Two is playing catch up. They get John Carpenter back, and he's like, I don't want to direct it. I want to do other things. I, And they're like, we'll write the script. And he describes the writing process of this movie as uh, going through a case of Budweiser at night, just trying to figure it out. Because Michael Myers like doesn't have a character. He didn't want to use Michael Myers again. They're like, well, I mean, what do you mean? Yeah. The cool. I don't think Halloween 2 is terrible. I think it's got cool stuff in it. I like that it takes place on the same night. Oh, that's right. Um. That's what the new one's doing, too. Is it's, it? Yeah, it's the opening scene, I believe, is the second Halloween ends with them in the truck. Yeah, and it's it them. Yeah. With them in the truck, so. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so Halloween 2 is all set in a hospital that Laurie Strode is at after the events of the first Halloween. Mm. All her friends are dead. Yeah. So she's been through quite a night. She's barely in the movie. She's unconscious for most of it. She's in a really bad wig. I have not watched the second Halloween in a long time. I was going to say, it's been at least I remembered, like, from my childhood, it being, like, as good as the first one, but it is not. Um, it's much more of a slasher movie. Like, the kills are more inventive. There's more of them. Yeah, so I remember that much. I remember it being in the hospital and just being bonkers. <laughs> um, it ends with uh, Loomis coming to save Lori in the hospital, and sh- he shoots out both of Michael's eyes, or she shoots out both of Michael's eyes. I don't remember who it is. She's, got an aw- she's got awesome aim, apparently. Honestly, that's honestly impressive as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So it is this cool image of him in the mask, and he's like crying blood from both eyes because she shoots both his eyes out. And it, he's and he's like slashing around the room because he can't see, trying to get him. It's the best scene in the movie. Uh, she shoots like a gasoline tank 
and he like slashes it and it sparks and it blows up the hospital both michael and loomis burn yeah that's the way the movie ends and there's john carpenter like okay michael myers is done we did it yeah he's dead to get through it and like to get some kind of meat to it he comes up with the whole idea of her being his sister like his long lost sister which will begin a path for Michael Myers, which is a weird bummer. It that is. it's he's obsessed with killing his family. They'll take it a lot farther in the sequels. Rob Zombie specifically. Um, but Halloween two introduces that. A lot of people think that came from Halloween one. It's not in Halloween one at all. No, he's just a he's just a dude. The cool thing about Halloween, his obsession with her in Halloween one is its complete happenstance. She walks up to his house because her dad is a realtor trying to sell the. Myers house, which, yep. you know, if you want to sell that bitch, how about some curb appeal? It looks like a haunted house. <laughs> um, Try some new shrubs. But he's, figure it out. He's <laughs> inside the house and he's just watching her through the window as she like leaves the key under the mat. Yeah. And that's when he just like fixates on her. And that's what's house. so fucking terrifying about it is she doesn't do anything. She doesn't do anything wrong. She just exists. And this thing like just fixates on her this and just thing, haunts yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy this unstoppable force of evil like just like ends comes just after like, yes so the ending thank you zach we did not cover that no we didn't the ending of halloween one she's trying to protect the kids that she's babysitting from michael myers who has killed everyone else at this point yep. Yep. um set up a weird little haunted house for her with all the dead bodies yep chases her around the neighborhood nobody will help her <laughs> not a soul <laughs> So Nobody. let me just like take this from the top real quick. Yeah. The entire movie. Yeah. My biggest and only real problem. Where are the movie. parents? Where's anybody? Where's anybody? Right. Well, that and also she doesn't make a big deal about this person just like stalking her all the entire time. It's the seventies, dude. But she's clearly perturbed, mm -hmm. and then just doesn't say jack shit to anybody. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> all in her head. You'd be crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I love that he's driving around in that station wagon. Yeah, that's casually. A, yeah, that's actually a thing I forgot about in this movie. We he's mostly in the station wagon. I love her and her friend listening to "Don't Fear the Reaper" by Blue Oyster Cult as they drive around on Halloween. Great yep. stuff. Great song for this movie. Oh yeah. Um, the sequel they uh, utilize Mr. Sandman a lot, which is pretty great. They do. Um, but yeah, him driving the car is one of those things where you're like, what? I like. Forgot. And there's a throwaway line where he's like, maybe somebody around here gave him lessons. <laughs> but yeah, Michael Myers can drive a car. He's been in an asylum since he was six years old. Yeah, but he, drives uh, very well. he drives well. Never gets pulled over. Never. Drives around with that mask on. And no periph. None. He just has a good sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Make a killing. Uh, I hate it here. Go on. When I lived in Santa Barbara, uh, I was going to school. Um, I came home from work at Kmart late one night. You worked at Kmart? <laughs> I worked at Kmart and I worked at Best Buy when I was in college. Christ. I can see you working at Best Buy. Selling home theater. <laughs> of course. It's going to sound great. Um, <laughs> so I came home late one night. My room, I think it was, we were going into summer and none of my roommates worked. So they all went home for summer. <laughs> or at least for like most of summer. Um, but I was working. So I came home. There's nobody home. Uh, they were repaving our lot, so I had to park on the street. Okay. Uh, I park my car. I get out, and there's a station wagon. Oh, no shit. Fuck this. Like, down the street, pulls up into the middle of the intersection, not at the stop, into the middle of the intersection, and stops. Oh, no. And I'm, like, in the street, crossing the street, like, watching... <laughs> 
the station wagon. And that's immediately where, where I go is Halloween. You're like, this is it? And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I stand there because I don't want them to see, like, where I'm going. Yeah. And I wait for them to keep driving. And then I bolt inside, go up the stairs into the apartment, lock the door, and just sit on my bed and, like, watch the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> until I fall asleep. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. So you just freaked out the entire time. Yes. Um... So anyway, that's Halloween 2. It's not very good. Um, definitely not a good follow-up to Halloween. No. I mean, the first one's just a perfect storm, and it's like trying to recreate it. It is that. great. Um, and they just, they fail to recreate it. Michael, or, um, John Carpenter does not want to do another one. He didn't want to do this one. Yeah. But he, they had him, like, under a contract. Um, and, you know, it was the movie that, like, made him John Carpenter. So yeah. he felt like he owed them something. True. Uh, so he goes on, they rope him back in for a third one. He is like, I killed Michael Myers. Michael Myers is not coming back. He's dead. He's dead. We watched him fucking burn to death. The man's is done. Yeah. (laughs) Him and Loomis are dead. They've closed their loop. Uh, He's like, what about this? What about if Halloween was an anthology and every year we make a different story centered around Halloween as a concept? Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, fine. Like, make it. He writes Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. The shit's is wild. Which is a story about techno-witches selling masks that are activated by microchips with pieces of Stonehenge in them. Yep. Which, honestly, they should have been way more expensive. That will turn... No, but they want everybody to have them. I know, but what I'm saying is if you have a piece of Stonehenge in it, that's a finite number of Stonehenge. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're not trying to make money. They're trying to kill all these kids. (laughs) I'm just saying... But, like, you know, the, ca- you know, the capitalist in me is yeah. saying, they fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get when you get these witches. <laughs> they're not capitalists. They're probably no. socialists. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Socialized witch medicine. They're communists. Um, <laughs> these masks, when they receive a signal that is beamed by a commercial... The world's worst commercial. Activate... The world's best commercial. Activate and turn the head of whoever is wearing them into snakes and bugs. That's right, and then they make a <laughs> So, I love this movie. <laughs> I, I love it too. I unapologetically love this movie. <laughs> Me and my mom, so my mom and I, I've alluded to this on many a podcast before. We work in the same office building. Mm-hmm. Um, we will look at each other unprovoked. Yeah. <laughs> and then just six more days till Halloween. <laughs> Halloween, Halloween. Like, just, six more days till Halloween. Silver shamrock. We don't say a goddamn word to each other. Like, we just know. <laughs> That's where it's going. Boop, 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 yeah. boop, boop. <laughs> And then um, t- Tony's sister looks at us sideways like, what? So you, <laughs> Hall- Halloween 3, we are introduced <laughs> to a drunk middle-aged doctor. <laughs> Named Jamie Zimmerman. <laughs> Played by the great Tom Adkins. Yes. One day at the hospital, they get a uh, like a raving man <laughs> whose head is crushed by <laughs> a rando in a suit. I mean, isn't that just like your typical Tuesday, though? I guess so. I've never worked in a hospital. Yeah. Um, happens all the time. As that has, that's a typical Tuesday. <laughs> Tom Adkins <laughs> has apparently fucked every woman who works in the hospital. <laughs> He's got happens. these like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. and then yeah, Tom Atkins yeah. comes into every hospital and fucks every woman. Tom Atkins, who's also in the fog, 
as a drunk middle-aged guy who fucks everybody. <laughs> he picks up hitchhiking Jamie Lee Curtis, and they fuck. It all comes full circle, doesn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> okay, more about this. Yeah. So this man dies in the hospital under suspicious circumstances. The guy who kills him, like, walks out to the parking lot and sets himself on fire. As you do when you're not sus at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The daughter of the man who dies shows up, and she's like, I want to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, she's ready to figure out what the fuck happened. My father owned a toy store, (laughs) and the last time I saw him, he was going to this, like, weird little town called Santa Mara. Uh, I just Googled, I just have... Santa Mira? Mira. Santa Mira, California, which is supposed to be, like, central, like, kind of Carmel area. I think so. Which, like, John Carpenter became really obsessed with at some point. Because he made... Carmel is very nice. Well, he made The Fog. I haven't seen that. And The Fog is set in this fictional town. um, Oh, what is it called? I have, like, a t-shirt. Like, visit this place. Um, I will tell you. Yeah. Yeah, so it's set in this fictional town, but it's based around, like, a real story from Santa Barbara. Um, Antonio Bay. Antonio Bay, California. And the story of the fog is about these ghosts that are haunting this town because the town killed them and stole their gold. Which is fair. Wouldn't you do that, too? So the story of the fog that's based on a semi-true story that happened in Santa Barbara is off the coast of this town, there was a leper colony... And they wanted to come aboard or come back to the coast and like set up a new colony. And the town like didn't want to live near a leper colony, so they set up like a bonfire to fake them out to think it was a, um, what are those? A lighthouse? Oh yeah, yeah. So that their ship would like get dashed on rocks and sink. Holy shit! So they kill these people. They steal the gold they were going to use to establish their township, and that's how they build their town up further. <laughs> And apparently something like this really happened in Santa Barbara. <laughs> or, or Goleta. Whatever. I believe mm-hmm. something like that. It's just yeah. crazy enough to be real. So John Carpenter's like super into this like Central Californian coastal deal. Okay. So he comes up with Santa Mira. There's a <laughs> Silver Shamrock novelty company. Yes. Founded is. by a, a delightful Iron or Irish man. Not Iron Man. <laughs> Not Tony. A delightful Irish man who's also uh, the old man from RoboCop. He's the head of OCP. <laughs> You're right, he is. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He has a secret plot to sacrifice children on Halloween night using the aforementioned mask to turn their heads into snakes and bugs. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we joke about how people shouldn't have children and, mm-hmm. you know, population. Here you, a terrible idea. here you go. <laughs> Snakes um, and bugs. Honestly, Snakes and bugs. <laughs> I feel like it'd be par for the course for 2020 if something like this happened mm-hmm. this year. You know, I'm not saying that it should happen. That would be fucking wild. If Halloween 3 happened. If you're like watching the news and they're like, so a bunch of kids' heads turn into snakes and bugs. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> like Halloween 3? <laughs> honestly, this year is wild enough that I would believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, if that, like, popped up on my Twitter feed, I'd be like, okay. Uh, John Carpenter also does the music for this movie. Does music for all of his movies. So he wrote it, did not direct it. Um, there are some exceptions. He did not do the music for The Thing. Actually, really? uh, yeah, Ennio Morricone did the music oh, for The Thing. that's fun. Yeah. Huh, I know that. Just the, you know, Escape from New York did that too. If 
it's a lot of synth, odds are it's him. I love yeah. fucking John Carpenter scores. My f- one of my favorite things about the new Halloween, Halloween 2018, is they got Carpenter back to do the score. Which and is it nice. Fucks. It's yeah. so good. It's yeah. fun. Which makes me like, just makes me feel good inside. Mm-hmm. Like, don't come back for anything, but do the score. He's yeah. probably like, fuck it. Well, he like produced it too, I think. I think he did. Um, was it like an executive producer? Like, kind well, of he was like kind of involved, blessing. I think. Involved at a level that he won't be after Halloween 3. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Except um, for Halloween 2018, apparently. Yeah. He's so, actually not credited to anything except for the music. Up until Halloween 2018, nothing to do with anything Halloween. Yeah, you can tell. You can really tell. Um, so Halloween 3 is a weird movie. It's yes. probably not very good, but I really love it. It's super fucking weird. It's yeah, very no, weird. I, I'm actually going to go out and let me say it's not a great movie, but I think that's why I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I really love it. It's got one of my favorite exchanges in the history of movies when they hook up in the hotel room. And he's like, uh, I guess I'll go sleep out in the car. And she's like, uh, you don't have to do that. And he's like, well, it's got to be more comfortable than the couch. And she goes, where do you want to sleep, Dr. Chalice? That's right. And he goes, that's a stupid question, Miss Brimbridge. <laughs> <laughs> and they fuck. She Brimbridge. is like 20. <laughs> He is a middle-aged drunk doctor. <laughs> you know, that's probably actually how it goes a lot more than we think. Yeah. Well, at least he got to get it in before she gets turned into a robot later. This is true. So, there's something. Either so, turned into a robot or they replace her with a robot, I'm not sure. So, there's a bunch of identical men in suits in this movie that are robots. Yep. It's not clear. Which, Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they, like, take all her insides out and put a robot inside in, or if they just make a, a realistic robot replacement for her. No. Because <laughs> either way, it's all the same. Ultimately not. At the end, they escape the the factory yeah. and everything after he sabotages it. Um, and then they're driving away, and she turns out to be a robot. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Well, that's how it goes. But unfortunately, they could not stop the commercial. The no. movie ends with the commercial playing they and him like screaming into the phone, you got to turn it off. Stop it. Stop it. It's like so dramatic. Stop I it. Guess I get it. Like, there's yeah, all those kids are going to get yeah. turned into snakes and bugs. And they do. They'll turn into snakes and bugs. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, snakes and bugs now. And that is Halloween 3. If you've never seen Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, go watch it. Yeah, it, it's a wild ride. It's a fucking blast and a half. Um, 11 out of 10 recommend um, being not sober while you watch it, mm. especially the first time. <laughs> And that is the end of John Carpenter being involved in Halloween. See, I wonder now, if they actually took his idea for Halloween just being a different story, what would have happened? Well, here's what I think. Because this movie came out and people were mad. People did not like this movie. I know there was... This movie's crazy. This movie... It's also Halloween 3. Yeah. No Michael Myers. And there's no Michael Myers, which people are, like, will not forgive. I think if this was Halloween 2, people would have been more accepting of it. Because it'd be like a different story. Because there would be no expectation. Like if there hadn't been a Michael Myers in Halloween two. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, you start, if you're doing an anthology, you can't have two movies that are direct sequels and then a third one. It's just like <laughs> that's a different one. Um. So nobody fucking liked it at the time. <laughs> it bombed big time. It made the producer think. No more Halloween movies without Michael Myers. We're bringing Michael Myers back. Is Michael Myers. Is- Michael Myers forever. <laughs> It's true. And I forget, how do they bring him back? How do they explain that he lived through a firebomb? So, Jamie, yes. this is this is where we enter into what I haven't seen. the next phase of the podcast. Yeah, what? I haven't seen past the third one other than the 2018 
what do you think Halloween 4 is about? Um, based on what Zachary just said, it sounds like Michael Myers comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds horrendous. <laughs> John Carpenter almost came back for Halloween 4. Oh. He had a story about a town that was haunted by the memory of what happened in the original Halloween. Okay. Okay. And, like, there's an idea of the sh- shape is almost like a ghost. So he turns Michael Myers into a ghost story? Kind of. Okay. So it's the idea of Michael Myers versus... Yeah, he goes even further with, like, the formless shape of evil. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. The producers are like, uh, big no thanks. (laughs) Oh, so they nope Yeah, feel free to consider your services no longer required. Yeah, they fired. John Carver's like, fine, back-to-back L's. (laughs) Got a blast. So what do they do instead? Halloween 4 opens in a hospital. Again? Where we find out that Michael Myers has been in a coma for like 10 years. Yep. He's in a fire coma. In a fire coma. It happens after you both your eyes shot out. They come to move him, which is always a bad idea. Yeah. Prisoner transfers in general, let's just stop doing it. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, they take him in an ambulance. Yep. They don't really tie him down, because yeah. like he's been coming to us for 10 years. Uh-huh. In the ambulance, he fucking gets up, fucking gets up, stabs his thumb into a man's forehead. Yes. Through the bone. Through. Like, through the skull. Kills everybody in the ambulance. Michael's loose. He's got some burn scars. Excellent. Even though he was fully on fire. It's just um, uh-huh. This movie is about Michael coming to kill his niece, Jamie Lloyd. Named after Jamie Lee Curtis. Christ. Uh, the actress is Daniel Harris. She does a great job. Usually kid actors are insufferable. She sounds familiar. Is she like an adult actor too? You know, she would later go on to play a role in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, okay. She's one of the friends. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and she's grown up and she's super hot. She's got a topple scene in and it's great. But she's adorable in the movie. Oh, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, so she is the daughter of Laurie Strode, who died in a car accident. Okay. The timing doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. Because this would have been, like, right after the first movie. And you're like, well, who's the father? Like, what are you talking about? Because this is only ten years in the future of that. This is ten years, yeah, after Halloween 2, essentially. Got it. And the little girl is, like, nine. So she would have had to be, like, yeah, okay, wow, okay, go on. Mm-hmm. So she's living with this foster family. She's got, of course, like a teenage step or foster sister. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Uh, the movie is a real basic slasher. Michael Myers is coming to this town. He need, wants to kill this little girl because that's his judge now is killing his family. Yeah. Particularly young girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Loomis also survived. <laughs> He's got, like, a weird, dumb burn scar on his face and on his hand. I'm upset. He's even more, like, fucking crazy now. Yeah. Like, you got to listen to me. Evil is on its way. He's just really going hard. I wish I could, like, accurately, like, describe the face I was just making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Donald Pleasance will be in these movies until his death. Yeah. I was going to say, did, did they kill him off, or did, like, is it because he died? The man died. died. He played Halloween until he died. Yeah. Halloween was his thing. He's the official ambassador of Halloween. It's very interesting. 
<laughs> no, it's David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> Any questions? Yeah, he just comes back. He knows he knows this little girl exists, and he knows Michael's coming for her. So it's basically a remake of the first movie. Not as good. The atmosphere sucks. The music sucks. It just sucks. sucks. The mask looks terrible. Yeah, they tried to update it, didn't they? Well, they just, like... Here, let me Google a picture of this. They, like, try to make it too... Instead of leaning into, like, So the masks will forever be terrible in this franchise, and the stuntmen will always look awkward and strange. I think they were talking about how the guy, the stuntman who plays Michael in this movie, they put like football pads on him or something to like make him look more imposing under his jumpsuit. The other problem I have with this movie that I think would have been cooler, just abandon the mask. Okay. If it's Michael again, Does if he's burned, himself? the movie starts with him like covered in bandages. Like a spooky mummy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sh- should have been that. He's just still in the bandages. Yes. I thought for that. The only interesting thing about this movie is after everything, it yeah. ends with the little girl killing her foster mom. She's wearing a little clown costume, holding some, like, bloody scissors, and Loomis is like, fuck, this again? Another one? <laughs> it's a real DJ Khaled moment. That's right. Now I got two. <laughs> Halloween 5. There's, there, speaking of, Halloween 5. Ignores the ending of Halloween 4. Jamie is just mute now, but she's not the killer. She's. They kind of just pretend that didn't happen. Not good, little, like, Michael's back. Uh, he was being like cared for by like a hobo that lives... Um, I believe the term is transient. <laughs> so at the, at the end of Halloween 4... <laughs> At, so at, the, yeah, at the end of Halloween 4, uh, Michael is taken out by, like, a squad of townies. Oh. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> what did they do to my boy? <laughs> yeah, bro. He's taken out by, like, a squad of townies who, like, drop him down a mine shaft. What? Yeah. Did, does, is this when we start getting Michael Myers the anti-hero? Well, and it's also started, like, the people making it don't know what the Midwest is, so they start treating the people who live in... Yeah, as like they're from like the deep south. <laughs> they get like a like a like a mob together and they go after Michael Myers like with their pickup trucks and guns. There's a cool scene in this movie though, in Halloween four where they're all on a pickup truck going after Michael Myers and like somehow Michael Myers is like on the pickup truck all of a sudden he's just killing them all <laughs> as it's like, going down the highway. I think we're supposed to believe he like grabbed on underneath it. Yeah. So he goes down a mine shaft at the end, end of Michael Myers, Halloween 5. He's been being cared for for a full year. Because we go from Halloween to Halloween. He's being cared for by this weird hobo underground. Uh-huh. Uh, Halloween comes around. He wakes up, kills the hobo. Yep. Thanks for caring for me. 
I think they were going for like a Frankenstein illusion. Like he just always awakes. Well, cause he, um, in like the original Mary Shelley Frankenstein, the creature is like friends with this like man in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they sort of adapted in the Boris Karloff Frankenstein where he meets that blind dude. Oh yeah. yeah. He gives him a scar. <laughs> And he puffs on the cigar and goes, good. <laughs> I think that's actually Bride, Bride of Frankenstein, where that happens. Um, and then it's just like more of Michael Killen townies yeah. in Halloween 5 with that terrible mask. Exactly. Not a lot happens. Um, and then they continue to do this, what, two, three more times? So Halloween 6. So Halloween 5 introduces this weird element of a man in black uh-huh. that's like kind of observing what's going on. Yeah. Halloween 6 opens with Jamie Lloyd now being like 18 or 19, even though it's only supposed to be a few years later. And she gives birth to a baby. She's no longer Daniel Harris. Michael's coming after the baby. Yes, because it always has to be the youngest. We're also led to believe that Michael might be the father of this baby. Great. Yes. (laughs) Fantastic. Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers. Introduces us to the Curse of Thorn. There's a weird cult that, like, to get whatever they're trying to get, like, places a curse on a child, and that child, to fulfill this curse, has to go kill its entire bloodline. That's what Michael is. So trying to explain this whole thing away, they've stumbled upon the dumbest thing of all time. Yes. They also lead us to believe that they captured Jamie Lloyd and forced Michael to inseminate her. <laughs> is that when the hobo's taking care of him? I don't know. <laughs> Halloween 6 is a wild fucking ride. I'm stressed. There's multiple <laughs> cuts of Halloween 6. There's a producer's cut. Yeah. Um, it's really fucking crazy. The whole thing is terrible. There's like more magic and shit in it. Um, Paul Rudd is in Halloween 6 playing the adult Tommy Doyle, who's one of the kids Jamie Lee Curtis is babysitting in the original. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he, like, stumbles into this whole thing, and he finds the he finds the baby uh, after Daniel Harris, Daniel Harris, not it, and after Jamie Lloyd is killed, he hooks up with Loomis, and they're doing it. That's it. Excellent. It is the worst well, Halloween movie. Is it? Yes. I don't think H2O is that bad. Oh, okay. Um, it's boring. H2O is interesting because, like, Jamie Lee Curtis comes back for that, right? Yes. So, the next one is Halloween H2O. Beautiful. The writer of Scream gets involved. Oh, boy. It's like, we got to take this back. Oh, side note for Halloween 6. This early 2000s vibe. This is heavy. Side note for Halloween 6, almost written by Quentin Tarantino. That would have been very interesting. I don't know if it would have been better. <laughs> uh, it would have forever changed Michael. Yeah. All right. Um, Hal- Halloween H2O. They're like, this franchise is a mess. Yeah. It's like direct-to-video horse shit. This should be one of the crown jewels of horror. Horror's back now because of Scream. Yeah. They get the writer of Scream to like, hey, you love Halloween. Come get involved. Also, piece of trivia, he's also the creator of Dawson's Creek. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. 
Yeah. He had a big 90s. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> and you know what? Some people just really only thrive at, like, one point in their life. Yeah. So he doesn't really write H2O, but he is like a producer and he does kind of like help assemble it. They try to get John Carpenter back to direct it. They don't want to pay him $10 million. Oh, this is 98. Yeah, and ever since then, everybody involved was like, yeah, they should have gotten John back. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Hello, Cool Jays. Yeah. What? Deepest, bluest. His hat is like a shark's fin. Wild. He plays like the gate guard. At this, like, it takes place in a private school that Jamie Lee Curtis is the headmaster of. Of course. Uh-huh. This movie is the beginning of Halloween's fucked up continuity. Yeah. Because this movie ignores any sequel after Halloween 2. None of that shit happened. What? <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis uh, went into, like, basically Wit Pro. Has a new identity. She's like an alcoholic. She's haunted by what happened to her that Halloween night. Can't really blame her. I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't be. She has a son played by Josh Hartnett. There he is. She won't let him do anything fun. No fun. Um, She doesn't like Halloween. She freaks out every year. She's got like a relationship with Alan Arkin's brother, Adam Arkin, who works at the school. Who looks like a dime store George Clooney. Excellent. Happens. So bad. Okay, wow. Mm-hmm. This movie this movie opens with Michael breaking into the home of the nurse from the original movie. Because at this point Donald Pleasance has passed away. He would have been in the movie one hundred percent if he was still alive. Definitely. This is crazy town. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the one. Which one opens up with him killing uh, Let's get there. Okay. Um, so he breaks into this nurse's house and finds the documentation saying where Laurie Strode is. And then he steals a car and drives there. Laurie Strode is the headmistress at this uh, private school where her son and his sexy teen friends attend. That's right. There's going to be a big um, late October camping trip that all the kids are going on. Because they're going to, like, Yosemite or something like that. Which is, like, a bad time to go. Always. V cold. Um, You don't want to go camping in late October. You will freeze your dick off. (laughs) Especially Yosemite. Mm -hmm. Um, But, so, she won't let him go. She doesn't want him to be, like, away from her. Because, like, there are murderers out there. Yep. She's like, my brother will kill you. This movie maintains the brother thing. Because Halloween 2 is in continuity. Um, so he and his sexy teen friends stay behind. They have run of the school. They're going to have like a fuck party. <laughs> As the teenagers do. Uh, so the school's empty. It's just them. Here comes Mike. Uncle Mike. Good boy. <laughs> He's here. Also another bad mask. Is it? This movie's famous because they couldn't decide on the mask and it changes a few times in the movie. Oh, no. Oh, and there's, there's one scene where it's CGI. So, uh, this is probably the best Halloween since the original at this point. It's still not very good. They try to go with the slow build pace of the original, but they can't quite do it, and it's mostly 
It's just mostly boring. Yeah. Uh, some of the kills are okay. Um, Hello, Cool J lives. Yeah, uh, because he told them that he might want to come back for a sequel, so they're like, "Oh man, hello, Cool J. We want him involved." This movie ends with Jamie Lee Curtis fi- facing her fear and fighting back against Michael. At the very end, she steals an ambulance with him in it, drives it out into the woods, and chops his head off. But somehow it's not the end. End of movie. Open Halloween Resurrection. We find out that off screen, Michael crushed the larynx and traded clothes with a paramedic. That's right. She chopped off a paramedic's head. head. She is now institutionalized. The movie begins with Michael coming to the institution and killing Jamie Lee Curtis. (laughs) Halloween Resurrection is about a group of sexy teens. In like a reality TV it's show, a yeah. <laughs> she. Click on this one. Click on the second picture. They still play? Yeah. She and Coolio. Yeah. Or is it Coolio? I... No, it's um, Busta Rhymes. She and Busta Rhymes. Oh, this is right. Are the heads of Danger Dangertainment, which is a web show company. They're doing a web series of a bunch of sexy teens with, like, body cams in Michael Myers' house overnight. Mm -hmm. Michael Myers comes back, kills the sexy teens. Those goddamn sexy teens. (laughs) It was the only way they could make uh, any scary movies that had to be sexy teens. Mm. Yeah, this movie's... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> at the end, Buster Rhymes Kung Fu fights Michael Myers. <laughs> he does have the line, trick or treat, motherfucker, before he, like, spin kicks him out a window. It ends with Michael being taken to, like, the morgue and waking up. <laughs> this is the movie that ends... <laughs> The Halloween franchise, the first time. Insane. This movie comes out 2007? Okay. Uh, 2011, I want to say. No, 2007 is Rob Zombie, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So this is like 90... 2002? Okay. You're right. I just Wikipedia, so yes. Yeah. So from 2002 to 2007... The Weinstein Company that now owns Halloween. No, they had to sell their assets. Because Blumhouse produced uh, 2018, I think. So I guess Blumhouse bought it. I guess. That's cool. Yeah. It's the best place for horror right now. Yeah. Um, yes, that's correct. So <laughs> some time passes. They don't know what to do. But obviously it's a hot IP. For mm-hmm. a hot second... Uh, this is post Freddy vs. Jason, which was a big hit. They talk about uh, bringing Michael into that. Oh, Jesus H. Christ. Um, anyways, that's bonkers. Um, so, sorry. So, 2007 happens. So, 2007, they get uh, Robert Zombie. <laughs> Robert Zombie? <laughs> who has uh, launched 
a film career at this point he's made uh, House of a Thousand Maniacs and Devil's Rejects and they're like you want to remake Halloween and he's like not really but okay He does a remake of Halloween that focuses more on Michael as a character. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more of like, he grew up in a fucked up family. He was a weird kid. He hurt animals. Very like, you know, early serial killer shit. Right. I think it is fucking boring to, seen it. to give him that kind of a like, basic serial killer psychology. Right. I think a lot of people like it because it's a lot more like hardcore it's fucking like edgy and twisted. I mean, honestly, <laughs> a vibe. It's like it's pretty violent. The kills are over the top. Um, they get Tyler Maine to play adult Michael Myers, so he's like fucking nine feet tall. <laughs> I was gonna say, is that what I think it is? And he's like a brick shit house. He played Saber Tooth in the uh, first X Men movie. Jesus H. Christ. I think he was a former wrestler. I don't know. I don't know. I know he was a wrestler. <laughs> Not Greco-Roman, so yeah, WWE or whatever. Um, yeah, I haven't seen the Rob Zombie iterations. I do not recommend them. Yeah. I, was like, I, I don't like them. I don't see my desire to based on like, what I've heard. So, like... yeah. The first half is young Michael in his like origin. The second half is like a Stone Cold remake of the original at a like, picked up pace, more violent, more tits. I mean, like, you might, you might like it. You might like it. Uh, they go harder in the, into the sister shit. Yeah, he, he doesn't fuck her or try to fuck her. Um, but it's much more of like, he's looking for her because he knows that she's his sister and he wants to like, have that relationship it tries a lot harder to make him sympathetic Interesting. which like kind of sucks i think for me what's scary about halloween is that this guy is like not a person well, yeah, like, that he, like you said earlier dissociates from being a killer mm-hmm. and like that's not that's not him that's yes the mask guy yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and like rob zombie really goes with that there's this whole thing about when he's institutionalized he's like making masks and he wants to wear them all the time they're like really yeah um the mask the like white like shape mask is introduced at the beginning of the movie when he's a kid and the sister's boyfriend like is wearing it to like fuck with him and that's the mask he wears when he goes and kills his sister he also kills like his stepdad (laughs) but it's much it's much more of like oh everybody's mean to him so he's killing them yeah it's very like fucking joaquin phoenix joker um, not Jack Nicholson? <laughs> no. <laughs> Different person? Jack Nicholson, good. I, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just laughing at myself being a dumb dumb. So. Uh, that's Rob Zombie's Halloween. It has its fans. Like, a lot of people really like it. Interesting. It was pretty successful mm-hmm. when it came out. Um, Halloween 2. Which came out in 2011. Yeah, yeah, by Rob Zombie. A movie Rob Zombie didn't want to make. <laughs> Nobody really seemed to want to make it. I didn't know he didn't want to make it. Yeah, well, he was telling people they were interviews you can find from, like, right after the original. He was like, I don't want to make a sequel. I said what I have to say. Because, huh. like, the, 
No. I want to do it's this. the Weinstein company going like, you're going to make another fucking Halloween. This movie made money. <laughs> and it is fucking out. So he just was like, all right, fuck you guys. I'm just going to go ham. Yeah. Well, and it's not even as out there as I think he wanted to make it. It's pretty out there. So Halloween 2 is like Laurie Strode dealing with the effects of the first one. She's become a real fucking edgy little bitch. <laughs> Uh-huh. either be a complete fucking shut-in yeah. or being an edgy ass bitch. There's no in-between. She's got, like, cool tattoos. Uh, she's living with her friend Annie, who survived the first movie, and the sheriff dad, Sheriff Brackett. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Officer dad. Daddy? No. Uh, it's Brad Dorif in these movies. Yep. He was uh, famously the voice of Chucky. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. And it's sad that that's, like, what he's known for, but yeah, it's what I, it is. I didn't know what the guy's name was. He's also, like, a dope fucking actor. He's in One Flew Over the, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He won a goddamn Oscar. I've but... seen that, so. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't that just on Netflix, so I should probably watch it. Maybe. We should. I didn't know you haven't seen that. Nope. Look at Zach's face. He gets upset about a lot of things. And then, like, <laughs> Michael shows up again out of nowhere. I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> His mask is all fucked up, and you can see, like, his hobo beard pouring out of it. He's, like, walking around killing hicks. My big thing with this movie is I 100% believe Rob Zombie shot a movie where Michael only existed in Lori's head, and she was the real killer. Because there's all these, like, weird scenes of them being connected by dreams and shit like that, like she's dreaming what he's doing. And except for a few scenes that look like reshoots, like, he's only killing people in her life for no apparent reason. So I'm pretty sure that's the movie he made in the wine scenes. You're like, no, 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 no. Michael Myers. So basically, like in his world, she was actually the one that would have been a killer. Yeah, in the second one. Got it. Nuts. It ends as a psycho homage with her in an institution smiling up into the camera like Norman Bates at the end of Psycho. Perfect. I've seen Psycho. And seeing the white horse... That, uh, that, he, that he's been seeing with the ghost of his mom the whole time because Rob Zombie can't make a movie without putting Sherry fucking Moon Zombie in it. That's weird. <laughs> That's really weird. Mm-hmm. This movie came out, was not a big hit. Yikes. Nobody fucking liked it. Rob Zombie least of all. <laughs> Which is great. Wow. The fact that he hated it, I literally had no idea. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Nothing more. The series lies dormant until 2018. Right, and now we're getting a whole new quadra of yeah. Halloween content. Halloween 18 or 2018 fucking slaps. It, it is actually very good. It it is again a continuity reboot. It ignores everything after the original movie. Right. So this is now the new Halloween too. Yes, they cut out all the brother sister shit. It's just a guy. Michael's restored to the shape. It's even more hardcore in this movie because there's like a sequence where he's just like going from person to person, yeah, yes. <laughs> like killing whoever he sees. Yeah. Which, Except honestly, for a baby. He, you know, you gotta have a, you gotta have a line. He's got lines. <laughs> and that's where he's not crossing no, no babies. Mm-hmm. He does kill that kid though. Oh yeah, it's just no babies. Yeah. <laughs> well, kids suck. Babies are yeah. Well, he doesn't kill the kids in the original. Yeah, he's, he's just older and more bitter in this one. Which, honestly, yeah. I get it. Yeah. 
The mask looks great in this one. Everything about John Carpenter's back doing the music. Everything about it's fucking dope. No, it's very good. It's got one of the coolest horror movie moments of all time when the babysitter's trying to close the closet door yeah. and it won't close and then he's fucking in there. <laughs> Swings back open. With also one of the worst, best horror deaths I've ever seen. Oh yeah, you feel bad for everybody who gets killed in this movie. Yeah. yeah. The babysitter like, knocked out of the park. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's going super hard at this. I actually feel terrible. Yeah. Uh, it introduces this, like, one-up element uh, to him being this, like, force of evil, which is almost like he radiates fucking badness, and everybody who comes in contact with him is, like, fucked up somehow. So, like, Jamie Lee Curtis's life is fucked. She's a maniac. That This, like, doctor that's been studying him after Loomis, yeah. like, now he wants to murder people. <laughs> Who's John Douglas? He's the Mindhunter guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like He's Holden? He's Holden. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he invented the term serial killer. Like, he does all of the behavioral analysis bullshit. Like, he, that was his baby. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> That we know of. But He's just an expert at covering it up. John Douglas, if you're out there and you have killed somebody, good for you. Yeah, not to cast dispersions on Doug- John Douglas, but he's probably killed people. Yeah, but he's fucking G. <laughs> <laughs> um, anywho, as we were. <laughs> so you guys just watched yes. this movie? We did watch it last year, and then we watched it for the second time again this year. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Thoughts and opinions? <laughs> the mic. <laughs> My husband's right here. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> we did just rewatch it. Um, this was part of our again trifecta of Halloween. That we <laughs> yeah, boy. What a roller coaster. Yeah, because we were just gonna watch the first one. You're like, fuck it, just buckle in and watch three of them. We're like, all right. <laughs> I like. I like that I have that kind of influence over your life. Well, I was like, hey, y'all down? They're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> this podcast like, is so much longer than I thought, because we covered every Halloween. Yeah, that's what, that's... I thought we were just doing one. That makes no, the goal. This is why the, it's the Halloween spectacular. Spook- spooktacular. That's right, spooktacular. The electric spookaloo, if you will. You're seeing Pink Panther as well come out until Halloween. Yeah, I'm going to drop this episode on the 31st. So nice, it's a Saturday this year. I know! I'm excited to talk about that one. Me too. Um, that probably should be the next thing we watch after that. I should have saved this shirt for that. You should have done that. We'll wear it again next week. Fuck it. <laughs> Got a lot of hate, hot takes about how Texas Chainsaw 2 is better. Do we want to watch both just for funsies? <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're going to like it. I, was like, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. It's like... What is it, the original? The second one. Oh, the second one. The second one. Oh. I don't know if she'll like the original either, to be perfectly honest with you. This but... is like Texas Chainsaw Root. Like, maybe this is like... Alright. <laughs> yeah. The second Texas Chainsaw is like a fucking cartoon. It's wild. Fuck it. Yeah. Then we talked about it. Right <laughs> on. That episode. It was great. <laughs> um, do you want to drop it? Do we want to call it here? 
You got nothing to say about no. Halloween 2018? Oh, sorry. <laughs> We've been talking about so much Halloween that we haven't talked about it. <laughs> Jesus. Also, you just need to be an inch away from my mouth. Chill out. The mic. <laughs> <laughs> the mic. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Why is it in my eyes? <laughs> Consent has not been given. <laughs> Consent is sexy. Anyways. <laughs> what was your question? I'm sorry. Just I, tell me what I you think about Halloween 2018. Um, you fucking know. animals. <laughs> you, you choose to come over. Yeah, and I'm questioning those choices more and more every day. <laughs> Maybe you should have told me to fuck off proper when I asked you to hang out the first time. You should have. <laughs> you, you made the mistake. I know. And I'm paying for it. <laughs> Consequences, boys and girls. Um, now you're legally stuck with us. So really. I, like I, I like the original one more, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. Saying. Um, I do like what they did with the mask. I like how it looks just like the OG, just like beat the shit. And yeah. It is, you know, what, 30 years old? Math? 40 years old. Because it takes place in... 1978? Yeah. Yeah. I was like... To 2018. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I mean, like, I think it's a good sequel had nothing else existed. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to pretend that nothing else existed. It's easy for me. I guess that's fair. Um, Those movies are trash. Yeah. I do think it's a good sequel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, again, I think it's a. I, it, I don't know where this I think the way that they did with Lori. Lori, yeah. I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's realistic how like, yeah. she is. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, oh, like if I had that experience when I was 16, 17, like I'd probably be like that way of, in my yeah. 50s. She really Sarah Connor'd up. Yes. <laughs> I was like, who? <laughs> and she's fucking great in this movie. Like, her performance is dope. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think she's just generally great. Like, mm-hmm. I, nothing to do that we have the same name. Yeah. Plus, you get to see some podcasters get killed at the beginning, which I really like. It's a great scene, too. Oh, yeah. That fucking, yeah, uh, that bathroom scene is fucking insane. And he drops the teeth in there. I know, like, where does it? Oh, there's a Because I forgot about the beginning when we rewatched it, though. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are those? Oh, oh, those are. Okay. <laughs> She's like, oh, a couple of Lucy's? No good. <laughs> so, um, weird peak pedigree into my life. Um, my mother has kept every tooth that I've ever lost, and she has them, like, in a box somewhere. Oh, no. It's very weird. And she was, like, dead set about having them made into jewelry for a while. What? No. Oh. <laughs> like so, have you ever thought about how weird I am? Just, I got it from my mom. That makes sense. For her? Yes. Huh. Yes. She wanted to wear my teeth. <laughs> like the Venn diagram of parents and serial killers. <laughs> Jenny, Co- collects, collects teeth and hair. <laughs> She's never received 
She doesn't have, like, a lock of your hair. Are you sure? She very well could. Maybe she's just trying to clone me one day. Nobody wants that. That's what I said. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. She wants she wants you to have a baby so bad she's just going to make a clone of you. Fuck! No! But it's going to come out, like, weird and wrong, and it's going to be, like, bizarro, Jamie. So, like, how I am now. Or, like, enters a room, and it's like, goodbye. <laughs> Me, I'm Jamie. <laughs> Stop being my beetle. <laughs> Zach, anything to say before we wrap it up? Uh, I think I talked enough about this movie. I love this movie. Great. Yeah. Second, <laughs> I mean, movie. second best Halloween movie. The acting's fantastic. Like the, especially the contrast coming from like Halloween that was in the 70s to this. It's like, yeah. damn. Yeah. It's but, great. I love it. It's a great double feature with the original. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Watching them back-to-back was honestly, like... It was weird having yeah. Halloween 3. Chef's Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> or no, we, we watched went. that last. Yeah, you're right. We did watch these back-to-back. back-to-back. Nice. I think it's the proper way to do it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> They're both super short, so it's not hard to do. They're both an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Because we were like, oh, we want to watch something super long, but then we watched three hour-and-a-half yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Yeah. If you're ever going to make a horror movie, anybody listening, hour and a half, get in, get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay too long, gets cheesy. Appropriate with most things. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that note, we'll catch you next year for the actual for next year's Halloween spectacular. Yeah. Um, I think next year we're going to try to do a proper Halloween thirteen. Yeah. So we'll start filming those soon. Yeah. Hold us accountable to that. Yeah. Somebody, please, anybody, <laughs> literally anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um. So on that note, we'll catch you next year with something else spooky. Happy Halloween. All right.